I'm Justin Dane with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. On Monday evening, the U.S. Census Bureau upended the timeline hundreds of organizers, volunteers, and local officials had been working under. After previously stating the census would run through October 31st, the U.S. Census Bureau announced it was cutting the count short by a month, moving up the deadline for responding to September 30th. The October cutoff had offered organizers crucial time for the count after the coronavirus pandemic derailed a ground game for canvassing and outreach efforts that in some regions of the state had been in the works for years. Now the early deadline is heightening risks that Texas will be undercounted and that some Texans, particularly those who are low-income or Hispanic, will be missed in the count as the coronavirus pandemic continues to affect their communities. The scheduled change comes at a key point in the count. The Bureau has started its door-to-door campaign to follow up with households who have not yet filled out the census online, by phone, or by mail. But census workers won't reach some communities in Texas. If the census is carried out properly, Texas should post huge population gains since 2010, with more than 3.8 million new residents according to the Bureau's latest estimates. Those estimates indicate Hispanics will account for more than half of that growth. An incomplete count directly compromises the future of the state because the census flows down to Texans' daily lives for an entire decade. It serves as the funding basis for everything from early childhood programs to highway planning and construction. Data derived from the count is used for community building, guiding where grocery stores are built, and whether schools will be large enough to host students in a community. The once-in-a-decade count is also about power with the population figures used to determine how many seats Texas gets in Congress and how to distribute voters into political districts. Private schools, weighing whether to reopen their campuses as the coronavirus pandemic continues, face a different calculus than their public counterparts. The fewer students in a classroom, the more income lost. But if they fall short on safety, private schools are more vulnerable to lawsuits than public schools. Even with many Texas parents desperately seeking schools to take their children, private school enrollment is expected to drop for the next academic year. Texas is set to receive almost $1.3 billion from the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund, the largest pot of money allocated for public school districts and charter schools. Private schools will get some of that money, but it's unclear how much. Public schools usually have to set aside a portion of federal money for equitable services for private school students. The calculation is made based on how many low-income students go to private schools. But a new rule from the U.S. Department of Education gives school districts the option to distribute the federal money based, proportionally, on how many students attend a private school regardless of income. By adding caveats to how the federal money can be used, the department has made it more difficult to choose the option that only funds low-income students and effectively increases how much federal funding a private school can receive. The first option means Texas's private schools could potentially get up to $5.5 million in federal funding, while the second would allocate about $44.2 million to private schools, more than a $38 million difference. Governor Greg Abbott stressed Tuesday that only local school boards, not local governments, have the power to decide how to open schools this fall during the coronavirus pandemic. Texas educators and parents have been confused about who has the power to keep school buildings closed. They have also been frustrated by conflicting messages from state and local leaders. Abbott and other state leaders have backed a legal opinion from Attorney General Ken Paxton that prohibits local health authorities from issuing blanket school closures for all schools in their jurisdiction before the academic year begins. 
Local school boards can decide to keep schools closed to in-person learning for up to eight weeks, with the possibility to apply for waivers to remain shuttered beyond that time frame. Under the state's guidance, local health officials can only intervene if there is an outbreak once students return to campus, at which point they can temporarily shut down a school. Abbott stressed Tuesday that the policy does not mean that local health authorities are cut out of the reopening process, saying local school boards are free to consult with the health experts. The state's guidance has overruled orders for local health authorities to keep schools closed to in-person learning for certain periods. The state's guidance has overruled orders from local health authorities to keep schools closed to in-person learning for certain periods. Check for live updates on our website, texastribune.org, or follow us on Twitter. We are at Texas Tribune. I'm Justin Dane for the Texas Tribune. You've been briefed. Methodist Healthcare Ministries is dedicated to creating access to healthcare for uninsured and low-income families in South Texas through healthcare services, advocacy, and strategic grant making. Learn more at mhm.org.